Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast, except for this week, when we are a Heart the City Beneath podcast. That's right, we're still on season break, and we are doing some one-shots. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. I just really want to play Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. I'm sorry. It just, it seems so fun. Stace Babcock. I thought it was Mr. Turnip. I didn't realize it was Turnip Boy, so I apologize for that. I mean, Turnip Boy, Turnip Man. Mr. Turnip is his father. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Samson Davis. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> going for NPC energy there. You do? had it. Okay. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So today we are going to be playing Heart. Oh, 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 hold beneath. up, Dan. Daniel. What? Dan Papa. What? DM. <laughs> we have a sponsor, don't you know? Die Hard Dice. Oh, that's right. That's right. We have die, we have Die Hard Dice Dice affiliate. And if you go to their website, uh, right now they have a 15% off deal ending December 20th. And if you use our code, our own personal code, explore with an exclamation mark at the end, explore, exclamation mark, you can get that 50% off on any dice, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Any dice. So go do that. Yeah, it's just off your order. Yeah, go do that. Treat yourself. Get some dice. Don't eat them, but... Mm-hmm. You know you want to. I'm sorry, Dan. I think I interrupted. That's okay. That's okay. Thanks to Die Hard Dice for supporting us. So, today we're going to be playing Heart, the City Beneath. Last time, we were playing Spire, the City Must Fall. The two games are interrelated. Stace introduced us all to the world of Spire, an oppressive, strange place, weird mix of cultures, and we're introduced as essentially freedom fighters trying to overthrow the Elfer, the occupying elves. But Heart is different. In Heart, we're going down, down, down below the spire to the city beneath it. City's the wrong word because the heart is vast. Almost everything strange about spire originally comes from its connection to the heart below. The heart is alive in its own way. It is a mass of unreality and shifting possibilities. It's a red, wet heaven where things get twisted and changed. It's very sparsely populated, and the people that are there, their thinkings shape the heart. The heart is trying to be what everybody needs and what everybody believes. The heart knows what our characters want, and it's going to give it to them, even if it kills them. So, with that in mind, the heart is a dangerous place. There's a much wider variety of types of people here. There are also gnolls down here, and drow, elfer, humans, and many stranger things besides. But let's first meet everybody's characters. So I mentioned gnolls, so why don't we start with Alex's character? Tell us about who you're playing, what they look like, and what their class is. I decided on a whim to be a knoll because, like, why not? And so my understanding from reading the book is that gnolls are hyena-headed people from the south with fur that covers their body. But my character, Janvery Davis, we're going to lean more towards Pomeranian. I just think, you know, big poofy hair, like a lion cut on a Pomeranian. But most of her mm-hmm. body is hidden 
by the equipment known as the overstuffed coat. Mm-hmm. I think she's quite timid and shy, and she is a junk mage. Where I'm gonna have to look this up again because, like, it is an interesting class. Junk mage, you're a magician, but you always knew that there was something more. In the city above, magic is a pale imitation of what it can be in the heart. Down here, there's true power to be channeled, i.e. stolen from (laughs) beings of tremendous power. You see that the rites of the spell slinging occultists and the miracle summoning priests aspire are nothing but two sides of the same coin. Any hoozle doozle boozle goozle. I am a null junk mage with a large overstuffed coat on. But also, Jandre Davis, her hands are covered with spider webs. So like if anyone else owns a longer haired dog, imagine just spider webs in that. Sucks. But like that's how we are. Okay. And January Davis is a knoll. Knolls mm-hmm. don't traditionally live in spires. So how did she find her way to the heart. So she found her way to the heart as a prisoner of war. Why should not do that with jazz hands? She's a prisoner of war. <laughs> pow, 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 pow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the prompt was, you know, you fled Spire. <laughs> you were an escaped prisoner of war. So Jeremy Davis is an escaped prisoner of war. And decided to flee down to the spire because of her calling, which is heart song. So the heart has been calling to you and you're trying to answer its call. With spooters. Okay. So obviously the heart is a strange place and you've probably seen many strange things down here. And I believe you have a connection with one of the other characters when it comes to seeing strange things. So tell us about that. So I decided... With my connection of, you recently witnessed an unearthly sight with another player character. Who was it? What happened? And how did they react? Well, I saw Spooter Man with Papa Slacks. It was weird. Okay. What was weird about it? It's kind of like when you're just like walking down through the heart and all of a sudden you turn a corner and there's Spooter Man. We both were a little shocked. <laughs> okay. Well, since the horrific name has been invoked. <laughs> wow. Samson, why don't you tell us about Papa Slacks? <sighs> All right. <laughs> so, Papa Slacks Cuddlebutt, his full name, is the brother of the infamous Daddy Pants Snugglebums, who is a real character that I didn't just make up on the fly inspired. They are a real living person with their own rich inner lives. And Papa Slacks is their brother. They are a tall elfier with pale gray kind of waxy skin and jet black hair slicked back. And he wears this kind of finery similar to like a black suit with like gold pinstriping. But like this quasi medieval version of that. I don't know what that is, but imagine that. Mm -hmm. And he wears like these full moon glasses with red lenses and they are opaque, at least looking Mm -hmm. in. But Papa Slacks is a former elfier noble and exiled from his family estates for squandering the coffers of the family with his uh, hedonism and uh, wild ventures. And walking alone, disgraced and destitute, they found a glowing golden bee and compelled swallowed it. Oh my. Thus, Papa Slacks is what is known as a deep apiarist, which 
basically he's got bees in his body. Yeah. And can do some really fucked up shit with that. Mm-hmm. And some of your organs are replaced with beeswax. But yeah, it's yeah, it's fucked up. But yeah, uh, he's got bees in his body. So that'll be fun later. First steps. Yeah, I think having swallowed a bee and becoming a living hive man and also kind of exiled from the spire. Papa Slacks had nothing really else to do except wander down into the heart where he met Miss January and witnessed this strange phenomena slash entity called Spooderman. And his connection to January is that he had come from a life of wealth and luxury and January being kind of survivalist slash hoarder a little bit. He basically learned how to survive in the heart from her. Keep everything, save everything. Don't throw anything away like casually. Mm hmm. She was a real uh, role model for him. I have a question that's important for us visualizing your character. So the Ilfer all wear masks. It's a deep, important part of their culture. What does your mask look like? I actually don't think he has his mask anymore. I think that mm. got shattered when he was thrown out of his family estates. But that's part of why he still wears the glasses, because he needs something mm. just like psychologically to cover up some part of him. Yeah, it's his binky. So his mask is somewhere up inspired, shattered in a bin. Okay, cool. I know that one of the other player characters, specifically Stasis, is hiding secrets from me. <gasps> oh, oh. I think it's because she's jealous of me. Jealous of the life I live. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> listeners, I say this not knowing who the fuck. <laughs> 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 I'm just thinking about the fact that your character on your character sheet has a corn stub from an opera orgy or something like that. What? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. And Stacey's character is just so jealous of me. It's fucking crazy. That's why she's mm-hmm. keeping secrets. Or they are keeping secrets. Okay. I don't know who your character is yet. Okay. Well, why don't you introduce your character, Stacey? All right. Well, she is a drow named Cal. I want to say, guys, on your like character explanations and descriptions, I just I just want to mention that you guys really seemed like you had it together. <laughs> so uh, that said, Cal is a drow who who was raised in Spire like many drow and served her durance fixing machinery in some Elfier Lord's manufactory. And then eventually uh, curiosity about the heart and the strange things in the Spire led her to become a Vermissian knight. Which, I think it was mentioned in the Spire one-shot, but the Vermissian is like this failed attempt at a public transit system that tapped into the heart so that, you know, you could move through space, time, whatever, get where you needed to go. And the knights protect the sages and also the Vermissian and also venture into the heart sort of as the fighters for that organization. So what does Cal look like? Very tall, you know, somewhat broad, white hair, Mm -hmm. braided. And she's wearing, like, steampunk armor, essentially. So the Vermissian Knights wear and maintain plate that has certain technological advantages that come out, you know, through the uh, through abilities and things like that. So let's see. What does this look like? I want to say it looks like vaguely like an old-timey scuba suit, you know, yes. the one with like, the big round head. I'm thinking like a Bioshock situation kind mm-hmm. of here. Yeah, know? like a big daddy. Like a big daddy, except bigger. And mm-hmm. she also carries a, a, the, the most important thing, most important part of her description, her giant pneumatic hammer. 
which is brutal, loud, and tiring Ooh. for those who know the rules. Mm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You have any other any other questions, Daniel? You have been a Vermissian knight. In the course of protecting the Vermissian, what was the last strange thing you saw while working your way between stations? Ooh, I want to say that she opened a door into her childhood bedroom in a tenement that burned down 15 years ago, mm-hmm. walked through it to exit, opened mm-hmm. the door, and came back into somewhere else in the Vermissian. Oh. Okay, cool. I like that. Now, one of the things that was clear that January and Papa Slacks both are being called by the heart. That's the reason for being here. What's your reason? Oh, yeah. So Cal's reason for going into the heart is to seek the secrets. You know, what is behind the heart? What powers the heart or whatever to ultimately bring that information back to the stages before Frank and Beamer can and, you know, just stand up in front of everybody and get an award. And then Frank and Beamer will, like, <laughs> look at each other cross-eyed and then look at Cal cross-eyed and then Cal will wink. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So it's not it's not an obsession for those secrets. It is for recognition. Yes. Employee of the month. I get it. She wants that dedicated parking spot. Mm-hmm. Got to get that plaque. Okay. So Papa Slacks obviously believes that they know you. Is Papa Slacks he, she, or they? He, him. He, him. Okay. Cal, do you have any connections to the other characters? Oh, yeah. Both of these are marked TBD, so feel free to jump in, Papa Slacks or January. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cal and another player character barely escaped from a dangerous situation recently. Who was it and what happened? So it was with Papa Slacks, and together they overcame a dangerous situation in which the likelihood of both of them being eaten was extremely high. Yes. Mm. What almost ate you? A previously unseen creature, one that had never been spotted before. Aha! A carnivorous ball of lightning. Ooh. Carnivorous ball of lightning. At least that's what it looked like. Mm. We didn't stick around to really investigate. Okay. Very good. All right. So, for the listeners at home, Hart uses the resistance system, just like Spire, although there are a few minor differences in Hart. Um in, particularly in the ways characters advance. Fallout is calculated and handled a little bit differently, not much, but a little bit differently. And the heart is a rough place. You know, one of the things about the heart is that exploring here will eventually, eventually once the heart gives you what you want, you will probably cease to exist. So one of the cool things about heart in, say, a campaign is that every character's zenith ability, the top ability they get, is something very powerful, but it is something that ends their existence when they do it so that top power is for an amazingly dramatic exit but you know hopefully these guys will do fine today how do we get our zenith ability Mm. do we like quote level up to get that or yeah you have to work your way through beats okay and by beats listener each of them has potential story beats for their calling and as they achieve those in the story that lets them pick new abilities and level themselves up that way so it's always going to be based off of them hitting a particular story moment that they're working towards that triggers advancement. But like most people who are trying to get by in the heart, regardless of what your overall long-term plan is, the majority of the time, if you're looking for something to keep you alive while you're doing that, you're taking on odd jobs. And jobs usually involve dangerously traversing between places in the heart. The heart is constantly in flux, 
compared to the amount of space that the heart occupies, if you can even call it that, there are relatively few points of stability. Some people believe that that stability is just because the people who happen to live there just believe it should be that way. And because of that, the heart obliges. That's the reason why when you're down here, you're gonna, you can encounter quite a wide variety of religions. Because as people attempt to worship different things, whether they were from outside the heart or something they came up with after they came into the heart, they have reason to believe that that religion is true because the heart tries to answer their prayers. So you guys have been given employment here by Lyricus. Lyricus is a servant of Incarnate, part of the priesthood of essentially these debt trackers. They handle a lot of the trade between different areas. Many of them have also been cursed by their goddess and have otherwise lost previous lives because of a debt that she collected upon. But they do handle trade and they instructed you that you were to travel from where you are now, which is Bryn Station. This is a Vermissian station. It was originally intended to be a tourist attraction by the Elfer. Now it's fallen into ruins. So there are, you know, leftover shops that were intended for tourist traps that the Akarnadine essentially set up their, their worship in. There are other sellers here. You, there's also other random people who live here that have like bits of crystals and pieces of the leftover technology from the rides at the amusement parks embedded in their skin. And you have, you know, these haunted houses with animatronic ale fur and animatronic elves and quite frankly, you know, borderline offensive animatronic gnolls. You know, obviously, like most stations in the Vermissian, like there's this tourist attraction, but when you go down to where the Vermissian was supposed to be, it is not unusual to occasionally hear squealing on the tracks of a train that never comes. But the task that you have been given is you have been asked to deliver this box to a blood witch in the briar, which is much deeper down into the heart than where you are now. This box is to be delivered to Cavalyat and to take the thing that she gives you in return and bring it back to the Incardine. You've all been promised significant resources in exchange for this because it's a hazardous delve. I mean, you guys have found your way here on this job because you guys received an invitation on scraps of paper that, from what you can tell, came from nowhere telling you to get here. And you worked your way down here through much difficulty. And now you are to deliver this box to the briar down below, which in game terms, I'll let you guys know, is there are four tiers of the heart. Zero is way up back at the bottom of the spire. Four is the very heart of the heart. People don't come back from that. And you're currently on tier two of the heart, deeper than you've ever been before. And the briar is somewhere on tier three. Ooh. Dope. And you guys made this deal and you are currently at your in your room at the inn, getting ready to leave. The, the deal was agreed to. You left the deal 
came back to your room, went to sleep, and the next morning, the box was there. The box looks like rather plain, like wood with some iron hinges and a simple lock on the front that also has some sort of webbing over it that looks like potentially dried sinew or tendon. And you know that the one condition of this mission was that you do not open the box. You take it to the witches, but you don't open the box on your own. Dan, you can't say that to us. Yeah, you can't say that because our little paws are now itching to open the box. <sighs> Does the box have any tags? Properties? No tags. Do we hear anything when we shake it? Something's rolling around in there a bit. Would it be in the cursed domain? I don't know if you could know that just looking at the box. Does it sound like metal? Plastic? Does it sound soft? Gushy? Does it sound red? <laughs> it's a little unclear. I mean, it's not soft. It doesn't sound like, you know, a blanket or anything like that. There's definitely something solid in there. But it doesn't mm. sound like metal or wood or anything like that. I'm guessing bones. Bones are in the box. I feel like they'd have to be soft bones to be making this kind of noise. <gasps> Baby bones, you think? <gasps> oh. How awful. Or soup bones? Soup baby bones. Oh, like baby back ribs. Like for a stock? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we'll see when we get it, when we give it to the blood witch. She has to open it in front of us. It's in the contract. Right? <laughs> we demanded that, right? <laughs> we get to know what's in the box. So you, there's a moment that flashes back to you guys having this conversation and January saying this, and this monk in red robes just slowly shaking their head at you and looking to Cal for some sort of sanity in this mix. <laughs> but cuts back to you guys at the inn. You, in theory, have everything you need to, to go forth. You know that moving between places in the heart is dangerous because the paths don't stay the same. You've received some direction that you'll be heading down this sort of warren of caves that's to the south, as much as you can measure such a thing here. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, you don't really know much else because there's not much else anybody can tell you, except that the briar is a massive wooded area and that, quote, you'll know it when you see it, end quote. So just double check that I have all this fixed in my head. We're starting from Grin Station, which is on tier two, right? Yes. Okay, cool. And now we just need to go down one level and get to the briar. And that won't be a problem at all. It's just one level. It's just one level. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not like we have a tempting box to open. <laughs> oh, it's such a good box, though. Do you think they recycled it, or is this just brand new box? Oh, I think they recycled it. And then you can't see it because he's wearing the glasses, but Papa Slacks winks. So you really just see, like, the kind of, like, small head turn, like... Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. And I want to say at that moment, Cal opens the door to the in-room back up. And comes in upon the scene and is just like, mm -hmm. all right, y'all, I checked the perimeter. It looks like we got two, three different routes out of here that weren't here yesterday. And what are y'all doing with that box? Nothing. We're not doing anything. Give me the box, Pop Slacks. Uh, fine. January, you know better. But like, <laughs> we ain't traveled a tier together for this sort of thing to happen. You know they said no. Don't look in the box. We ain't looking in the box. But we can force her. We we can see it later, right? I I don't know. Maybe she doesn't maybe, know. Maybe if we don't look at the box the whole time, you know, 
if we're real good, the blood witch will let us let us look in at the end. You know what I'm saying? But best not to look too closely at things in the heart. <sighs> fine. It's fine. It's fine. Cal takes possession of the box. <laughs> okay. There are good spider call. webs left on the box. Me, the player, thinks that's a good idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what do you guys want to do? I guess we're, we're going and we do it. Start walking. I finished my morning routine, so I say we just leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After you. Well, no, no, before you. Before you. <laughs> and, uh. Yeah, you're the one that knows the three different routes out of here. Pick which one's your favorite. Let's go down that one. Or that, I mean, they might not even still be there. So, Daniel, what, what do we see? <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys are heading out of town in the rough direction that you were given by the monk who gave you this task. And uh, you are walking through, once again, this place is like, some of the like shops are kind of broken down. Some have been like converted into small homes. There are some huts. There are people scavenging. I would say that you occasionally notice others in dark robes, like at recurring patterns along your journey. They seem to be trying their best to like not look at you guys, but you find your way to the edge of Grim Station, and where this ends, there's a sign above that says, Welcome to, and then there's all this lichen that's grown over the sign, covering up the rest of what it said, and stepping out of it, you see this cave entrance that's maybe five feet tall and smells slightly of sulfur. Is there a less smelly way? Or is this it? Uh, I don't know. You just came back from the perimeter check, didn't you? Can't your perimeter smell a better way? Does it really matter how it smells? The heart smells. Like eggs? I mean, sometimes. Sometimes even like cooked eggs. I believe it smells like daffodils. <laughs> and Papa Slacks is like, trying to get the heart to like change the smell <laughs> does that work something shifts and the the smell of sulfur changes from that to sort of a smell of rotting meat i, I don't think this is what daffodils smell like no but it smells familiar like a good familiar or the kind you're like oh man i went on a vacation the other day and came back and it was just mm. <laughs> could you elaborate i'm not quite sure how to not quite sure what you're, but the the feeling you're expressing. You know, when you leave your house and you seal it up before going on vacation, so no one breaks in and takes your good stuff, and you come in and it's a real stale smell. No, no, I usually add servants to keep things fresh. So you're saying that Papa Slacks ate fresh every day. And Papa Slacks, I guess, is suddenly caught up in a reverie and pulls out the, I'm going to say, unused opera orgy ticket (laughs) that he has in his pocket. Are you sure? Because I believe in the book, it's deliberately described as punched. I know, but I want want to pretend that he never got to use it. That he almost did, but then he got kicked out. Was it his ninth, (laughs) nine punches and his tenth one is just waiting? It was going to be his ale for bar mitzvah. <laughs> this is what happens. I'm sorry. 
his elvish quinceanera. Oh. I mean, what opera do you have an orgy to or during? Alex, I don't know operas. Okay, what was the one we actually looked up? Because I needed it for a costume for actual campaign. That was an opera, right? Fuck it. I don't know. I don't remember. With the clowns? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. You were looking up the yes. Perot costume, which would be anything for yes. the Harlequinade. That's where I feel. <laughs> and it was going to be the one with all the clowns. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Cal, lead the way. He's tallied here too long. Cal leads the way. <laughs> okay. So you guys start making your way through these caves. They are rather cramped. I mean, it's not impossible. You don't have to, like, get down on all fours or anything like that. But the rock is very slick. And as you get farther in it, you notice that there's sort of like a, like, the base of the rock is sort of moist and dripping a little bit. There's still that scent of rot everywhere. And in fact, like, as you're kind of making your way through, you do come across a chamber that you can see, like, there's the rock, but then it has some, like, weird, like, pink pockets that have what looks to be almost like a bit of bone jutting out, but it just stinks terribly, like an abscess tooth. That's what Frank's breath smells like. Gross. <laughs> the one problem you do see here is that there, you don't see any other exits. Wait, are we in a dead end? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Could Cal use Delve to learn more? What is this using skills? Mm, wow. Okay. Yeah, you could do Delve plus Warren. So you have Delve, so you've got two D10s so far. Okay. And so, incidentally, like you're going to have to inspect this area to kind of figure out more. So one of the things that's I want to make sure I get in the habit of doing this with, with heart. It's really important that before you make a roll that I'm telling you what the stakes are. Mm -hmm. So you're investigating, but it is, you know, the possibility of whether or not you can do that safely. Is this something that Cal would have done beforehand? Oh, I don't. I said the perimeter because I didn't want to, like, magic knowledge of the surrounding lands into. Yeah. None of you have been this deep before, so, like, every step you're taking now is somewhere deeper into the heart than you've ever been. Yeah, but have we seen Cal kind of, like, inspect an area to, like, find an exit? Is this kind of the oh. first time this has ever happened? I assume on your way down, yeah. Okay. Can can Papa Slacks help by pestering her with questions that are forcing Cal to, like, explain uh, things, and by explaining things kind of... You could do that. It would give her an additional... D it would let her roll with mastery, but you'll both share stress. If something happens, I'm down for that. Why do you touch the red rocks, but keep the blue rocks at a distance? Well, you see, uh, I like red better as a color. And honestly, it sort of speaks to me being down here in the heart. I'm sure you can understand. And frankly, blue doesn't, eh, you know, never been my favorite. So I check them out second. But you know what I actually want to do, Pop Slacks? What's that? In order to solve a problem, you know, in order to get shit to stop stinking, you got to find the source of that stink. So... Let's go see where it stinks the worst, and that's where we'll start looking. Excellent idea. Thank you. Okay, make your roll. Six, seven, seven. Succeed at a cost. So the source of this stink, and probably your best way to try to get past all of this, is this sort of reddish rock, which turns out to be more like a fleshy pulp with this strange abscess tooth in it. 
in investigating that, though, you touch it and a sort of rancid saliva drips over your fingers. Cal, roll me D6. Four, is that good? Okay, so you'll both take four stress to echo. Where does that put you guys in that track? Four. Four. Okay. I'm going to roll for fallout. Do two different rolls. So, Stace, you're going to have some fallout. Love it. You'll have minor fallout. Roll to one again. So you both get minor fallout. Woo! What does that mean? Wow. Okay. Cal, you are overcome with a strange hunger. You're not sure for what. Okay. Papa Slacks, you find yourself thinking about where you're going. And for a moment, you have a flicker of vision of a wooded area surrounded by thorns and a small hut there. And you feel this strange siren call. And at first you're excited about it, but then you realize that you're not sure if that's where you're going or not. And for as long as this siren song is echoing in your head, anytime that you're not moving directly towards your goal, your rolls immediately become risky, which means you'll have one less die. I think Cal would hear like a faint buzzing kind of come from Papa Slacks for a few seconds and then die down as he shakes himself back to reality. Ooh, Ooh, yeah, that was something. Are you hungry? Uh, mm, For progress. How are you doing? I don't know. Are we getting out of here? I just I just feel like I could eat all of a sudden. Anything in particular? Don't know. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Is it the eggs? I don't know, but uh in the course of events I did manage to learn something. I don't know yet. Daniel, what did we learn? <laughs> <laughs> so you learned that this flesh and like where this abscess tooth is is the best way to push through to what you need to get to beyond. It's both the source of the smell and probably the way past. Mm. Gross. Would this flesh rock thing be considered a heart-splitted creature? Not in this context. Damn it. All right. Well, nothing for it. We're going to have to extract this tooth. So uh, who's got a rope? Uh, you're the rope gal here. You're the one with all the equipment. All right. We'll use my We always use my rope. I was just thinking maybe one of these days we would use your rope or maybe even January's rope. Well, sorry, I don't have a rope. My rope's done a lot for this team is what I'm saying. <laughs> I like to imagine at this point that Papa Slacks is saying that, and there is quite clearly like coiled rope hung yeah. at his hip. <laughs> but it's like he's got it just so, so it's very fashionable with his outfit. Took him like three hours to do it. Somehow not even dirty mm. yet. <laughs> yeah. It's just a fancy rope for special occasions. Oh, God. Who else's mind went there? Oh, yeah. Like at one of them opera orgies you folks do. Exactly. <laughs> B-Y-O-R, as they say. Oh, yeah. Shibari is not required, but encouraged. Um, oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, Cal will attach her rope. Okay. And you're just going to tug on it? No, she's going to hook it up to her armor and, yeah, give her best shot at running away as fast as she can. I don't know. Mm. Okay. Okay. I am going to say that... I think the only skill that I maybe endure. No, I think I think with your previous role, that's enough. So I think you can you tug this bone free and it's much longer than it looked like yanking free of this fleshy 
wall and a big chunk of flesh comes with it. Its roots are like a tooth, except they spread out in a tangle of like almost like tree roots. <laughs> so it tears free of the flesh, leaving this massive hole in the center of it. And there's an even worse smell of rot from the other side. But you realize that if you guys kind of got up and kind of the, the hole has an aperture that's probably around maybe three and a half feet in diameter. But if you got up there and you kind of like pushed the remaining fleshy bits to the side, you could each kind of wriggle through there into the chamber beyond. Boy, I wonder how old Frank is doing, Cal says, as she wriggles her way through. <laughs> I hope he's lost down here forever. I'll be honest. Papa Slacks takes his turn. He's just muttering, ew, 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 the whole time. Mm -hmm. What about January? I think she's like gagging in a corner like, oh, the mouth. <laughs> Why couldn't it be dry socket? Yeah, pretty much. Why is it so gushy? <laughs> I assume January does crawl through. Yeah, dry heaving the whole way. <laughs> now there's mm -hmm. gooey in her scooter webs. <sighs> yeah, and so now you guys are on the other side. You are in a wide chamber and... There are sort of multiple paths leading off from here. You can sort of see the entirety of all the paths. So you don't necessarily notice anything particularly significant. You do notice that alongside the path to the rightmost, there is a small hut. And on the center path, there's the remnants of a campfire. Nothing else there. Just sort of like you could see like the remnants of like, like these long dead coals. Is there a light on? near or in the hut yeah so this part of the cavern actually flickers with mage light so there you're all kind of bathed in a faint red glow uh should we um see if anybody's home perhaps they can give us directions to the briar yeah directions <laughs> but yeah we can see if someone's home why don't you go ahead and knock pop slacks <laughs> all right and pop slacks walks up and knocks on the door if that is applicable there's no answer are there any windows around the hut. No. All right. Papa Slacks will turn to the group, shrug, and then open the door. All right. You open the door. Inside is a dead body. They appear to have been human, as best you can tell. Their throat has been slit. There's blood pooled on the floor. They did not look like they were in great shape. Like, their clothes are ragged, like... It's very rare that somebody can just, like, sort of survive on a regular basis somewhere between, like, major places. So this person was probably, maybe they got lost, or maybe they just lost it and to try to, try to go settle out in the heart on their own, which is suicidal. The odd thing about this, though, is that you can still see, like, food in the pantry that has not gone bad yet. And there are definitely, like, he has some rather, he has, like, two, like, relatively decent knives sitting on a table. They've been used, they probably need to be sharpened, but they're, they're good quality worksmanship. And they, like, if somebody came and killed them, they left those behind. <laughs> uh, Pop Slacks turns to the group. For some reason, I'm assuming they're, like, keeping a distance, just in case, like, there is some danger, only one of us gets killed. Mm -hmm. I feel like we kind of have that rapport, like... One sacrifice at a time. Try not to get too many people killed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Papa Slack just, like, thumbs up and walks in, starts poking around. Okay. What do you want to poke at? Well, I guess Papa Slack isn't really a poker. Or January's thing to loot the body. I don't know. He'll at least take one of the knives. Okay. 
looks like a well-crafted knife. Nice knife. Looks like we got some prime junk here, January. Let's do it. And I think she's just going to start stuffing her coat with what she can. Okay. Once uh, Cal gets into the hut, Papa Slacks will start offering up food. Like, is this what you're hungry for? What about this? Uh-huh. This one? Oh, this is food. How about this? How am I supposed to know without trying it? And she opens a can of heart beans. <laughs> I mean, it's fine, but it's not what you're hungry for. Nope. <laughs> is it perhaps human flesh? I wouldn't know. There are uh, no humans here to test it on. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Waste not, want not. You know, honestly, if I was going to try something new, I'd rather try, like, human that I knew where it come from and how long it been dead. That's fair. kind of think it's probably why you're yeah. still alive. Yeah. But, like, yeah. you got to build up that tolerance. That's what I'm trying to tell Papa Slacks. Like, get off the orgies every Friday. Get on the, hey... It's not actively rotting. Maybe eat it. The places your mind goes, it's like it's like the heart itself rests within your skull. I love it. Yeah, I gotta say, January, that's a leap of logic that I just cannot wrap my head around. <laughs> I think she's just like nodding sagely like, yes, I am brilliant. January, your keen ears pick up some sort of squishy sound in the distance from back the way you came. Um, we, we've got an incoming, what, what's the word you use, Cal? Bogart? Yeah, Bogart. Yeah, we got an incoming Bogart. It's making some squishy noises. <laughs> it has six couplets that it could I am somewhat concerned that it might be the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> oh, no. But wouldn't we get rewarded? Popsex will peek out the doorway. Check. In the distance, you can see... Somebody kind of moving in the major that you can't tell because they seem to be wearing dark robes. Can't quite make out everything shadows, but they seem to be approaching. There looks to be about four of them. Uh, we got four uh, goons coming our way. Is there a standard practice to how groups like interact with each other in the dangerous parts of the heart? Like, is it like mind your business or sick? Do things get bloody? I think it's totally unpredictable because you never know if that group that you see is another Delver, or something that just wants to look like a Delver. Mm. What do you guys want to do? I will step out on the stoop and swing her pneumatic hammer, which is huge, but like across her shoulders and sort of wash and wait. Oh, just like right out there in the open? Yeah. Okay. There's definitely perked up excitement among them. And as they get closer, you can hear them kind of whispering to each other. And Cal, you can occasionally pick up little things like armor and wires signal box. And I would say, Cal, you would know, being a Vermissian knight, that based off of that, these guys might be what are referred to among the Vermissian as signal box cultists. They're not members of the Vermissian. They are weird worshippers who started worshipping like remnants of some of the communication technology that the Vermissian was supposed to have. They have been known to attempt to attack Vermissian knights and sages in the hopes of harvesting things that they think will allow them to empower the signal boxes that they crowd themselves around. We got Sigbos and coming. Do we want to run or do we want to fight them? I mean, there's four, we're three. So uh, my proposal is to evade at this time. Is there a way out of this cavern besides? Yeah, you could keep going down the path you're on. Oh. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Sounds like a plan to me. Okay. 
since you are evading, it could be a group role if you want. Who is going to lead the way? What's the skill? It's going to be evade and warren. It not has those. I have discern and mend. Although I would give, given all like the rotting flesh around here, I would allow cursed as well. <gasps> oh, I have a cursed domain. I mean, Cal would definitely be bringing up the rear regardless because the currently known threat is from behind. Okay. Depending on how this goes, we might have something where Cal has to do something else. Okay. But so, do any of you have evade? So I know. Nope. Okay. So January, mm-hmm. you're going to be rolling. So you've got 2d10 because you've got cursed. Mm. Because the others are effectively helping you with this, you'll roll with mastery. So you'll actually have 3d10. However, this is risky. So you're going to take one die away from that. So now you're back down to 2d10. Okay, good. So now I have to find two d10. We got a nine and a nine. So 18. Well, it's just whichever one is higher. You don't add them together. Nine. Okay. That is success and without any stress. Yay! You guys are able to move ahead. With January leading the way, you're able to get way good distance ahead of these guys. You can't even see them anymore behind you, although you suspect they're still coming, which is a bit of a problem because you suspect this will be a long delve. Oh. Going deeper into the heart is never easy. And in fact, that seems to be the case. You've been traveling for almost an entire day now. Ah, ladies, I have to admit, I am pooped. Can we, uh... Now? Make, make a camp somewhere. Find a nice dry socket. Uh, sh- uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, maybe, maybe just a just a short time here. Uh, we gotta keep moving, you know. Why, are your, uh, crypto box boys still after us? They're not my crypto box boys. They're our. But are they still after our, us? All right, all right. <laughs> oh, ow, I get. It. I, I see it. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I mean, I'd assume so. I'm a pretty fine catch. <laughs> yeah. No one's arguing that, but are they really good trackers at all? Have we been going through like one kind of continuous cavern, or is it kind of like branched off? We could say you've branched off a little bit because you've been traveling for a while. It's hard to tell though how much branching off means anything in the heart. Mm. Unless you were actively trying to do something like sneak for a period of time. Okay. So are you camping or are you pushing ahead? Uh, should we push ahead a little bit just to find a, uh, and Papa Slacks, like, in quotes, safe place to camp? Papa Slacks, man, now ain't the time for jokes. You know there's nowhere safe to camp down here in the heart. I know. You know, you think we're going to just come around across a settlement? I don't know. I doubt it. So, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Let's just camp here. All right. Signal box boys find us, you know, they find us and we fight. It'll be great. Mm-mm. All right. Okay. How long are you going to camp? Going to camp all night? It's a short break. As long as we are allowed. What are options in this game? Doesn't matter. It's mm. narrative. It just tells me what, what happens. Oh, so this is the thing with Fallout in this game. It is impossible to resolve Fallout unless there's a special ability for it while you're on a delve. You can only do it at a haunt, which is a place that can offer recuperation services at a given landmark. Mm -hmm. So if you've got fallout, you can't do anything about it till you get out of this delve to like closer to a destination and then somewhere that specifically can help you. Then what about recuperating like blood, mine, echo, and all that? That might be possible. That stuff can be taken care of. 
Although I will say Cal will find herself unable to do so because she is still hungry. Do you want to say we just stick around like long enough for each of us to get in like a REM cycle or two or whatever the equivalent is? Yeah, let's so just uh, sleep for sleep. Yeah, sleep. Mm-hmm. Get a good night's rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With watches set. Yes. yes, yes, yes. We're not being reckless. Okay. Or are we? I would assume we are attempting to place this camp with some expertise. Yeah. I would assume so. Yeah. So with that in mind, I need somebody to roll me Delve plus Wild. I have Delve. Yeah, you do it. Since the others are helping you, presumably, you'll have mastery on this. Eight. Okay. Oh, shoot. This is a zero. Ten. Okay. You get a ten. You also don't take any stress. I mean, it doesn't really do anything else because it's not combat. But yeah, so you have effectively created a very secure campsite. And in fact, you see the signal box cultists moving past as during one of the watches, and they don't even notice you guys there as they move south looking for you. You guys thinking what I'm thinking? What is that? Now we chase after them. Yeah. Chase. Isn't that going to get a little... Isn't that kind of a distraction, though? Isn't it better just kind of let them run in their circles and we can go and find the briar and the uh, witch in the hut? I mean, yeah, but it'd also be like a really good story. Well, we can just make something up if you want a good story. Anything can happen down here, as long as there's no witnesses. You don't make things up, Pop Slacks. You embellish. There's a difference. <laughs> I understand that on a rational level, but uh, just tell your Frankie or Benny or whatever his name is that you smashed a Springbox boy's face and that looked like his. First of all, it's Frank and Beamer, Pop Slacks. Okay. How many times do I have to tell you that? Second. Oh, at least once more, please. I told you numerous times that I hope that they both get lost forever down here, which means I don't ever want to see them again, which means I won't be telling them any stories. Checks out. Seems legit. Wait, I'm confused. Do you want to see them again or do you not? I don't know. Do you want to rub it in their face or do you want to just kind of find their body in a ditch in five years and be like, oh, that's what happened to you? Either one sounds fine. It depends on which daydream I'm having. <laughs> All right. I still say we should stay on task and try to find the briar, not get distracted. This is awfully unlike you, but... I am always on task. (laughs) I think I'm lying. (laughs) Yeah, you are, but that's okay. Okay. (laughs) January, can I get a fact check on Papa Slacks? I would like to dispute that idea, that he is always on task. When have I ever been distracted when we are on a delve? And you were just looking at that orgy. So as Papa Slax is saying that, like a bee starts crawling out of his nose <laughs> and like buzzes around his head for a moment and his eyes track it and then it crawls right back up his nose and into his body. Uh, need we say more? Right there, right there, right there. What? That wasn't me. That's just one of my many little pets. Mm. They don't count. I am on task. Sometimes they get distracted by the passing flower. When you say that, Papa Slacks, there is an angry buzzing at the word pets inside your body. I didn't mean it like that. Just a cute little name. And Papa Slacks just kind of like starts like petting his shoulder. Just like, oh, don't be like that. No, no, no. I just got three words for you, Papa Slacks. And it is carnivorous chain lightning incident. Ooh. <sighs> If I had a heart still, that would go straight to it. 
Well, yeah, I mean, what up? January, you got any objection to further carrying this box? No, I think... Or the briar. We need to find out what's in the box. So what's in the box? You guys do notice that there's a dark stain on one corner of the box. Is that us? Do I see curious eyes, January? I'm not looking in the box. I'm looking outside the box. Like, what if they wanted to reuse the box and we got the box dirty? Yeah, there wasn't anything in the contract about us like getting the box to its unsullied. Was there just unopened? You know, it was a real simple contract. And I'm starting to think maybe you two are purposefully misunderstanding the nature of our task. And you know what, Pop Slice, you're right. Let's just get, let, you're right. Let's just get going. Let's just get this delivered. Let's just get this done. Okay. So you guys travel for about another half day, and that is when you find a body with black robes. And you think it might be one of those signal box cultists, although they're missing most of their face, like it's been torn off by some sort of beast. Well, glad they went first. Not just the fleshy bits, but also like the front of their skull. So they took a crunch rip. Mm-hmm. There. Get that protein. And a good section of the brain is missing. That protein. Like perhaps it was lapped up. Get that calcium. All them nutrients. Does any of it look appetizing? No. Has anything looked appetizing to this point? No. That's all I wanted to know. So the heart is always changing, right? Does that also include like all the creatures? Mm-hmm. Could be, yeah. So are there any common popular creatures that crop up all the time? There are more consistent ones, sure. Does this Tinker Top Boy have a... <laughs> is this the MO of any uh, consistent creatures? <laughs> I don't think it would be possible for you to figure out what it is from these injuries. Okay. I mean, you know it's not anything simple because the injuries are so dramatic. But I don't think there'd be really any reasonable way for you to narrow it down beyond that. All right. Is there a trail of blood or tracks anywhere? There is a trail of blood, not necessarily from this body, but leading further down one of the passages. That's normal. We can just ignore that. It's fine. Well, is is that the way we're supposed to be going? Or is there a... Do we get to go down a different path? Ever heard of follow the blood trail? What is that? Shenanigans. <laughs> I, we, we did. That's how we found that Spooderman. Oh, yeah! Spooderman and the blood trail. God, that sounds like a... And it's at that moment that you hear a strange snuffling sound up ahead. Is that you, Spooderman? You see a shadow, like the size of like a large, like as if it was like a large dog walking towards you, like the height of like an Irish wolfhound, except it's wider. And as it gets closer, it looks a little bit like a hairless cat, except there's no head. There's just like the front of its body that has like these two eyes and a mouth that looks small, but then it opens up like an anime character mouth with all these long, sharp teeth. And it makes a gurgling noise at you, and it is going to leap towards January. January, what would you like to do as it's coming at you to attack? Is this because of the Spooder Man? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'd like to use that blunderbuss that I own. Yes. Okay. That boomstick. Yeah, he's the boomstick. Okay. So you are going to roll... I think it's a d4. Because I have a kill d4. That's the amount of stress it does if you hit. Okay. First, you need to try to hit it. This is going to be a risky endeavor. Okay. It is going to be evade plus wild. I would also accept... No, you're trying to kill. So I would accept kill or hunt... 
for the skill, plus wild. And it is a risky situation, so you'll have one less dice. I don't think I have skills in any of those things. I just get one die? So just one die, see what you get. I got an eight. Okay, so you're not going to take any stress from this. Your weapon is a d4, so give me a d4 roll. The d4 is the little... Caltrop. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Satan's Lego. I guess I got a three? It's hard to tell. So you hit it with the blunderbuss, but it doesn't seem to hurt it as much. It, like, looks at you and then lets out a cry of rage. It is going to swing its claws at you. Give me an evade and wild roll. January, do you need help? Are you good? Ah, a little help would be nice. Shot it real good. That's a six. Okay, six? Yeah. Okay. So that's going to be success at a cost. You dodge its strike, but you are going to take some stress. Oh, no. It doesn't hurt you as bad as it could, but you definitely, like, in order to dodge it, like, you almost have to, like, call on some occult stuff. So you are going to take, roll me a d4. So if you're within arm's reach of Cal, you get plus one blood. I also got a one. Okay. So that's one to Echo, but I think you have a resistance of at least one in Echo. Yes, I do. Yay. You do not get anything else happening to you. What are the rest of you doing? Oh, Cal's moving into position with her Uh, pneumatic hammer. Okay. Poppaslax is also moving into position a bit farther away, but in helping distance. So just moving into position, or do you guys want to, one of you want to do something? Oh, yeah. Uh, Cal's attacking. I apologize. I didn't make that clear. Okay. So this will be kill plus wild. I uh, have kill. And it will be risky. So you'll take one die away. Okay. Nine. Nice. Okay. And your pneumatic hammer does how much again? D8. Nice. And I get to roll 2d8 because it's brutal. Mm-hmm. What does it... Okay, this isn't even a joke. What is D8? D8 looks like a diamond. Like, two caltrops oh, okay, kissing. Okay, thanks. I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was helpful. Thank you, Alex. Six. Okay. So, you hit it, and it takes a massive blow to the side, and it turns and roars at you. Now, your weapon is tiring. What does that tag mean? Remind me. If, um, if I fail then the stress dice decreases by one. Or the size, so it would go from D8 to D6. Oh, okay, cool. So since you succeeded, no worries. Okay, cool. So you do that. It is going to attempt to attack Cal unless Papa Slax has something they want to do right now. I would love to do a thing. Okay. Papa Slax takes off his glasses and from his eyes, mouth, and ears, this droning Ooh. starts to build and bursts out. Mm-hmm. This doesn't matter. I'm using my Annihilation skill, which I can use at range, because that's what I chose to mm-hmm. take. Is this a heart-splitted creature? Well, I suppose I should roll to see if I hit it. It is. Excellent. You said this was kill plus wild? Well, it depends on what you're doing. Is it just an attack that essentially the bees are doing? Yes. Okay, yeah, that would be kill plus wild. Cool. Um... I have wild, so is that two dice? Correct. But it's risky. Well, actually, no, you're at range, so it's not going to be risky. Love it. Uh, nine. Okay, so how much damage does that do? How much stress? If it's heart's blooded, it's a D8. Okay, roll me a D8. Uh, six. Okay, cool. 
So you hit it. It is not looking good at all. It's very, like, it's it's bleeding. It's very unhappy. It's still going to attempt to attack Cal. Cal, this is going to be evade plus wild. Or if you want to do something different, you don't necessarily have to spend your time evading. You could try to be aggressive. It's up to you. I mean, I would love to be aggressive. Okay. What do you want to do? It is leaping at you. Okay. Punch it in the face. The wide open Punch mouth. Punch it. Punch it. Yeah, she's going to tee it up. So what are you doing? Hitting it with the hammer. I was trying to be clever about it this time. Okay, so this will be kill plus wild. Risky, of course. But But I knew that. Two. Okay, so that is not great. So that is failure. That is good news for you. Huzzah! Mere failure this time, instead of devastating failure. But we don't know actually yet, so. Yes. So it is coming at you with a essentially like a bite attack in this case so go ahead and roll me a d6 two okay so that's two to blood so nothing happens she absorbs it with her armor excellent excellent so since you failed with the pneumatic camera by the way stace your damage die goes down one because you're getting tired oh no okay who wants to go next there's no initiative in heart so Feel free to suggest things and to jump in whenever you think it makes sense. Yes, let me want to try, Alex. Like, part of me wants to use the special skill, but I'm just like, should I? Should we reveal it this early? Or should we just shoot in the face again? Let's shoot in the face again. <laughs> so that'll be kill plus wild. It's focused on Cal right now, so you get both done. Oh, um, I need to roll another one then. High is seven. Okay. So that is success with stress. Damn. So you are going to hit it and kill it. Hell yeah. But there is going to be some stress. So roll me D6. Got a five. Okay. So that is going to be five stress to echo. Mm, So four. Oh, no. So four, which means I need to roll to see if there's fallout. Probably. Fallout New Vegas. Yep. So there is fallout. So one of the things that happens is you kill this thing. Woo! And it dies. You've got this dead body. And then from out of the shadows comes a smaller version of it. Oh, no. Almost juvenile. Oh, no. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why would you do this? It comes walking up to you and starts snuffling and licking your hands. <laughs> you now have a little companion. Is it appetizing? Nope. So, that thing doesn't eat faces, does it? I'm pretty, I'm fond of mine. And yours, both of yours, of course. Mm-hmm. It doesn't eat faces yet, Pop Slacks. We could train it to eat faces. We could train it to eat faces. Just saying. It does wand over and start eating that corpse from the other like signal box cultist. Heck yeah, we got a cleanup crew. Great work, January. You want to search these bodies? Hell yeah. This code is waiting. Okay. So the signal box cultists you find on them, they have a strange, like a strange little circuit board, like a really not advanced, but like clearly somebody doing their best with what parts they had to imitate something they saw in the Vermissian. It's effectively like a D4 technology item. And then on the creature, 
you find not much except a, some strange bones, which would probably qualify as D6 occult items. <gasps> I want. I take these, you take those. Yeah. Okay. You guys continue on your way. Yes. Yes. So you continue on your way and you come across a cave opening and there's a strange shift in the smell of the air. You smell, for some of you, for the first time in a long time, the smell of grass. And you step through this opening into what looks like a wooded area. And up above is a strange, even though you are deep below the spire, you look up into a strange purple alien sky amongst this wooded area. And you notice on the far side of this like clearing that you're walking in, there are three dead bodies, the remaining signal cultists, and sitting around a fire over near the dead bodies, three skeletal figures, two wearing armor and one wearing what appears to be almost like a ball gown. And they are laughing and occasionally drinking from these cups. It's weird, but you, since they're skeletons, you can see this fluid kind of go down their skeleton. It's thick and viscous. And they laugh some more. And you can see that they're like the bones of their arms and things like that. You can see gaps in their clothing where it's sort of like the bones are tied together with twine. And one of them finally like turns to you, raises glasses like, ah, visitors, come have some time by the fire. Just be careful of the dead bodies. Some people are so rude. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oops, rude. Oh. So, Samson, something about this episode. Man, I like that bees came out of my face. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Never had that happen before. I don't know. I like that this heart place is so versatile. Like, I, I really don't know what's going to happen next. So, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you would really dig. This week it is Stace's turn. Stace, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I'd offer our listeners an XP to check out The Mask of Mirrors by M.A. Carrick, which is a fantasy book. Mm-hmm. It is set in a Venetian-like, like Venetian Republic-like setting with like the, you know, mm-hmm. Merchant houses and things like that. And the crux of the book very early on is you are you are following a con woman who raised herself up from the seedy underworld of the of the city, which is sort of an independent city state. And she attempts to do so by ingratiating herself with a formerly great house that has now sort of fallen. And initially her play, which comes out very early in the book, is that she is the daughter of an estranged relative who moved off to better and brighter things. Uh, many years ago. And political and intrigue uh, is kind of the crux. You know, there's a ton of deception. You don't know exactly what everyone's motives are. Uh, there's really cool sort of, so there's this almost like vigilante superhero in the worst off areas of the city that beats up nobles and defends the poor and their identity is kind of a mystery. And then I add on top of that, there's this whole religious aspect with beliefs and reflections of the world and the magic system in this in this book is like there's inscribing which might be called something different i did read this book last month i've just been kind of waiting for my turn so forgive me if i forgot some details but basically inscribing like these intricate designs 
and then imbuing them with power somehow, which can take the magician's life. And then there's also um, tarot reading, essentially, which they call pattern reading, which is like soothsaying and contains a lot of power. And it's, it's really very cool. So I do recommend that you check out this book. I don't want to give too much away, et cetera, et cetera. There are criminals, found family. There's just a, a like a, a heroine that you want to root for and you really hope she gets away with it all. And then everything just turns out in the city just turns out to be so much deeper than you expect. Hmm. And I cannot recommend it enough. Cool. So it's Mask of Mirrors by who again? The Mask of Mirrors by M.A. Carrick. Very cool. Well, if people wanted to reach out to us to tell us what they think of Mask of Mirrors or the show, how would they do that, Samson? Oh, my God. We have a website that's perfect for that thing where you can go and find all our socials. That website is explorerswanted.fm. Go there. You'll see our socials are at Explorers Wanted on Twitter, at Explorers Wanted Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to talk to us directly, best way to do that is on our Discord, which you can find by going to explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Also, if you want to support us, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash explorerswanted. Give us your loose couch change, and we will give back to you with journals, Patreon-exclusive content, etc. Also, don't forget, Die Hard Dice. Use the offer code EXPLORE with an exclamation mark at the end. Get 15% off your order if you use it before December 20th. Of 2021. Mm-hmm. So do it. Of 2021. Yes. Yeah. And if you're listening to this after 2021, we don't know if we'll have the same code after that date. Check our socials and we'll have yes. whatever that current code is. And honestly, if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing that you could do for us is to tell a friend and tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it, why you love it so much. The second best thing you could do is leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory, specifically Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Stitcher. Those make the biggest difference for people checking us out. If you didn't like the show, or if you just thought it was meh, pay attention to the trees nearest your home. Note how they bend. Understand that the sound of wind in their branches is a whisper of future threats. As the cold seeps into the earth around you, and their leaves fall upon the ground. Understand that this does not truly put them to sleep. It will not silence their screaming, and it will not dull their hidden teeth. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. You can find me climbing trees at Slam Potato. I don't know why climbing trees just threw me through a loop. (laughs) I'm going to be at Real Tea Unicorn on Twitter and Tea with the Unicorn on Twitch. Well, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. bye!